Bryce, what are you doing? Trying to, you know, game. <laughs> what? This game is really hard. Pac-Man? Uh, yeah. Dude, you're supposed to be playing the game for next week's episode of Arcade Bookshop. I mean... <sighs> I will. I'm really close to beating this. Right. And what about the book? Huh? We're supposed to finish a book for the podcast, too? Oh, yeah. I finished that last week. Yes! Oh, did you finally beat it? Uh-huh. The first level. Oh, boy. You can listen to new episodes of Arcade Bookshop every other Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you get your pods. You'll always find us with a controller in one hand and a book in the other. It's cold open, we talk about things and we say things <laughs> in the cold open. Word you cough into the mic and we yeah. just keep going and you going know, and talking. Things and, and, and just say that. words. Alright, cold yada, open yada, over. Yada, yada. <laughs> we can't get to 20 seconds of fucking nonsense. I just fucking. You know what? That's good enough. <laughs> You are listening to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me, as always, Spencer, the Mississippi Mongrel Masher Church. Mm. Mm. Manglin, Manglin would have been better than mashing, I think. Mm. Mashing, that's a rough, that's that, a rough act. Yeah. I mean, mangling's bad, but I feel like if you're mangling mongrels, you could use a machine. How do you mash? I was Hydraulic just, press? I was just stomping. Ooh, that's grisly. So you're just in like a grape thing full of gross dogs, or I mean, if it's mongrels, it could be. <laughs> I was. There could be people mongrels. There are people mongrels. I didn't want to say it. You said it. I think you're allowed to call them that anymore. We have a highbrow episode for you now. Oh, now we do. Yeah, it, it went highbrow. So we recorded, and you know what? I'll attach that whole clip, that whole 15 minutes of shit to the end of this episode. <laughs> we started recording an episode at a terrible cold open. And then my wife wanted to do, to do the introduction, and she fucking just bumbled that out. <laughs> just, just bumbled it. <laughs> and there's something in there that's making us cough, because my lungs are fucking sore. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It might be COVID. Who knows? And then uh, we just went on some stupid topic that neither of us are qualified to discuss. And then uh, we gave we up. We just bailed on it. And then I said, we need to do a better episode. So I was like, I'll just find a topic for us to discuss. And then I came up with the brilliant idea. We discussed uh, many times now James Joyce's love letters to his woman. Which mm -hmm. Fart fi fart letters. Yeah, the fart fiction. Yeah, it's not really fiction if he really did it, though. <laughs> or wants to do it. Or some, some, some of it wants to be doing. <laughs> yeah. So that got me thinking, are there any other such letters from other famous people? So I looked it up, and it's hard to find. I don't know. I don't know if these are gross. Probably not. But 15 famous love letters from celebrities and historical figures. Just real quick before you get into that, can you just imagine, like, the Hemingway version of that? It'd just be like, fart in your face and enjoy it. And that's the letter. <laughs>
My dearest Hadley, I want to use your ruddy cheeks and use my ruddy cheeks. And both of our cheeks could be ruddy as the flatulence flabbergast your... <laughs> flabbergast isn't the right word. I just like the, the imagery of flabbing and flabbing yeah. and... The gasping. The cheeks and the ruddiness. Oh, the ruddy. Everybody's, everything's ruddy. You don't know what cheeks are ruddy. So we are discussing these things. Let's just jump right into it. All right. Because th- this is from Country Living. Okay. But it's not an article. It's just, uh, it looks to be excerpts from the letters, which mm. is good because then I don't have to steal. <laughs> mm. Steal from famous dead people. You won't guess the first on this list. I probably you won't guess a single person on this list. <laughs> no, I probably don't know any of these people. Abigail Adams to John Adams. He was one of our presidents. Do you remember which one? It was one of the early ones. Yeah. Like fourth or fifth? Yeah, something. <laughs> December 23rd, 1782. This is a couple years ago. Yeah. It's pretty pretty far back. Ooh, ooh, wait a minute. I'm assuming Ab- Abigail Adams was his wife. I'm guessing. Yeah. This is supposed to be a love letter, but she starts it with, my dearest friend. Oh. Ooh, right to oh. the... Ooh, that gets you. That's not. Uh, ooh, that's bad. If you like, if your wife friend zones you. Yeah, I mean, all wives do that. Well, but... I just hope it's not like his sister. Nah, I doubt it. Should I draw you the picture of my heart? It would be what I hope you would still love, though it contained nothing new. I yeah, I hope it's not his sister. <laughs> the early possession you obtained there, and the absolute power you have obtained over it, leaves not the smallest space unoccupied. I took back to the early days of our acquaintance and friendship as to the days of love and innocence, and with an indescribable pleasure, I have seen near a score of years roll over our heads with an affection heightened and improved by time, nor have the dreary years of absence in the smallest degree effaced from my mind the image of the dear unentitled man to whom I gave my heart. Good Lord. Hmm. That lady could write. I don't know what she said, but she could write. It was kind of wholesome. And also didn't sound like she was putting out it at that point in time. No, it did not sound dirty. Uh, So I am interested to see how these progress. I don't know if there is a time progression or if we're going to just jump around. But I am interested because, you know, we always talked about, like, why were they so eloquent in those old Civil War letters? But then maybe it's just because those were the ones that survived. And the guy's yeah. like, I got shot in the leg with a cannonball. My <laughs> knee hurt bad. Like, maybe that didn't, you know, survive the the the, the sands of time there. Next up is Ludwig von Beethoven to unknown. It's called mm. Immortal Beloved. And he was a big wig. I don't know if you know that. He wore a big fucking wig. Way. Ooh, big fucking wig. Way. Big fucking wig. Way. Big fucking wig. Even in bed, my ideas yearn towards you. My immortal beloved, here and there joyfully, then again sadly, awaiting from fate. Whether it will listen to us, I can only live either altogether with you or not at all. Yes, I have determined to wander about for so long far away, until I can fly into your arms and call myself quite at home with you. Can send my soul enveloped by yours into the realm of spirits. Yes, I regret it must be. You will get over it. All the more, as you know, my faithfulness to you. Never another one can own my heart. Never. And that goes on for goddamn. Yeah, that didn't seem like it was going to end anytime. It soon. doesn't. There's like four more paragraphs. But he ends it with, what longing and tears for you. You, my life, my all, farewell. Oh, go on beloving me. Never doubt the faithfulness, the faithfulest heart of your beloved. L, ever thine, ever mine. 
ever ours. And she's probably reading that like, get on with oh, it man. already. <laughs> Jeez, dude. Okay. Oh. <laughs> this one. <laughs> Prince Albert, the Queen Ooh. Victoria. Now, he's the inventor, if I'm correct, of the penile ring. He's not, probably, yeah. but it's just named after him. But why? Uh, why would it be named after him if he didn't have something in his long? I think, right? Like, hunk of ring, you know, a big ring. Big bolt. Dearest, deeply loved Victoria, I need not tell you that since we left, all my thoughts have been with you at Windsor, and that your image fills my whole soul. Even in my... It fills her whole soul. <laughs> Even in my dreams, I never imagined that I should find so much love on earth. How that moment shines for me still when I was close to you. With your hand in mine, those days flew by so quickly, but our separation will fly equally so. Ernest, my brother, wishes me to say a thousand nice things to you. With promises of unchanging love and devotion, your ever true Albert. Uh, yeah these guys are too fucking sappy they're not letting it rip wait a minute now we might get some ripping we're getting a little more modern mark twain uh written as samuel long his middle name was langhorn written as samuel langhorn clemens to future wife olivia langdon well this one also has the n-word in it a lot (laughs) (laughs) oh man lots of rafting It looks pretty simple, actually. Out of the depths of my happy heart wells a great tide of love and prayer for this priceless treasure that is confined to my lifelong keeping. You cannot see its intangible waves as they flow towards you, darling, but in these lines you will hear, as it were, the distance beating of the surf. Okay, this one. Zelda Sayer to F. Scott Fitzgerald. Zelda's a little crazy. She, uh... I think she stabbed him once. And she was one of them stabbing kind of ladies. That's when you know you got to keep her. Mm. I took down the tracks and see you coming and out of, or should I do like the, the 20s? I took down the tracks and see you oh, coming God. and out of every haze. That hurts my yeah, that, oh, that hurts my ears, too. <laughs> and out of every haze and mist, your darling rumpled trout. Yes. Mm. Got some fucking rumpled <laughs> trousers. We might be making some progress <laughs> This might be appropriate for DPW now. I took down the tracks and see you coming, and out of every haze and mist, your darling rumpled trousers are hurrying to me. Without you, dearest, dearest, I couldn't see or hear or feel or think or live. I love you so, and I'm never in all our lives going to let us be apart another night. She's a little obsessive. Mm. It's like begging for mercy of a storm or killing beauty or growing old. Without you, I want to kiss you so, and in the back where your dear hair starts and your chest. I love you, and I can't tell you how much to think that I'll die without your knowing. Goofo. The fuck is that? Goofo. Goofo. You've got to try to feel how much I do, how inanimate I am when you're gone. I can't even hate these damnable people. Nobody's got a right to live but us. Ooh, the fucking assholes. (laughs) And they're dirtying up our world and i can't hate them because i want you so come quick come quick to me lover lover darling your wife p.s i hate the jews it sounded like yeah a little so during this era you definitely get the uh melodramatic movie style like oh yeah popping in here from like the 1920s and 30s and then you have the uh, very, like, the, just the writing itself is very modernist with the flowing and the mm. nonsense. And it's very, very selfish letter. We hate all the peoples. 
but not all the people, just no. certain peoples. I think they might have been racist people. I know F. Scott Fitzgerald's an asshole and an alcoholic. And if you read Hemingway's memoir, it granted uh, you take it with a grain of salt because you don't know how much of that's true. F. Scott Fitzgerald's a guy I would not want to hang out yeah. with. And Zelda Fitzgerald's a lady I wouldn't want to mm. be friend. Not good people. No. Oh, this might get steamy. Man, that's why he was F. Scott Fitzgerald. Fuck Scott Fitzgerald. <laughs> Uh, this is going to get real steamy, I think. President Richard Nixon to First Lady Pat Nixon. Ooh. Ooh if he doesn't end it with slick dick or something <laughs> like that. Tricky I'm dick. I'm not a quirk. Yeah. Dearest heart. Oh, that's that starts that, off. No, that doesn't sound I'm gonna call woman a hard ass. Dearest heart. And when the wind... By the way, there's lots of dots on these, so I'm thinking they only took excerpts of them, and some of these were way longer. Mm, maybe. Yeah. And when the wind blows and the rains fall and the sun shines through the clouds as it is now, he still resolves, as he did then, that nothing so fine ever happened to him or anyone else is falling in love with thee, my dearest heart. Love, Dick. So he did it with Dick, which is good. Uh, I feel that was kind of lame. He probably didn't write that. He probably had, like, a staff person at the White House write that. Perhaps. But I would just like to see, like, one of Trump's love letters. Oh, could you... Can he write even write? Uh, dear bitch, <laughs> I know it's huge, <laughs> and you like it. The hugest. It's the hugest. Some say the biggest the ever. I wouldn't go that far. I would say. But I wouldn't argue. But I said it's definitely above average. Doesn't look like a mushroom at all. <laughs> Frida Kahlo, Kahlo to Diego Rivera. Rivera. Mm. I only watched that Frida movie because Selma Hayek was in it. <laughs> she had some scenes <laughs> yes. that I enjoyed. And had some... uh. Some uh, LGBTQ love that I very much appreciated. Yes, that you I support. support. That I you support. I am, I am a supporter. Diego, my love. I'm an ally. <laughs> <laughs> now we get a little uh, Spanish flair, see, because they're very over the top with the, the love letters, even now. Diego, my love, remember that once you finish the fresco, we will be together forever, once and for all, without a gumments or anything, only to love one another. Oh. Did I really say I mm. somehow blocked out the AR. Forever, once and for all, without arguments or anything, only to love one another. Behave yourself and do everything that Emmy Lou tells you. I adore you more than ever. Your girl, Frida. Write me. I like when they say your girl. That makes you mm. feel special. That makes mm. a guy feel just dandy. Just dandy. Orson Welles to Rita Hayward. Dearest Angel Girl. I suppose most of us are lonely in this big world, but we must fall tremendously in love to find it out. The cure is the discovery of our need for company. I mean company in the very special sense we've come to understand since we happen to each other. You and I, the pleasures of human experience are emptied away without that companionship. Now that I've known it, without it, joy is just an unendurable as sorrow. You are my life, my very life. Never imagine your hope approximates what you are to me. Beautiful, precious little baby. Hurry up the sun. Make the day shorter till we meet. I love you. That's all there is to it. Your boy, Orson. I don't like the uh, precious little baby talk. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't. Like, your boy. Your boy. Your boy. It's your boy. Ooh, Marilyn Monroe to Joe DiMaggio. Oh, yeah. She was a minx, that Marilyn See, Monroe. I think I would, I think I, I would want the other letter. I want the... The Joe DiMaggio to her. Like, I want that letter. Batters up. I don't know how to tell you just... Uh, Mr. President, I don't know how to tell you just how much I miss you. I love you till my heart could burst. 
All I love, all I want, all I need is you. It still hurts my throat. <clears throat> I think I'm dying, actually. Forever, I would be something, something. I want to be just where you are and be just what you want me to be. I know it's lousy of me to be so late so often, and I promise to try a million times harder. I promise. Love, Marilyn. Johnny Cash to June Carter Cash. Cash to cash. Cash, cash. Uh, okay, this one starts off right, so I'm yeah. going to do it some justice. Yeah, so do you have a Johnny Cash voice? <clears throat> I do not. I don't have any voice right now. My fucking throat's fucked up for some reason. You just get some of that burn, 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 ring of fire. Burn of fire. So Johnny Cash to June Carter Cash. Hey, June. That's really nice, June. You've got away with words and away with me as well. The fire and excitement may be gone now that we don't go out there and sing them anymore, but the ring of fire still burns around you and I, keeping our love hotter than a pepper sprout. Love, John. <laughs> you know, it's good here. I wonder if that I wonder if that letter was written before or after that song. I don't know. Mm, another one. Johnny Cash to June Carter Cash again. Happy birthday, princess. We get old and we get used to each other. <laughs> Could, you... <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine writing that in a car to Mindy? <laughs> it's not her birthday. And he's sleeping in the fucking shed. Oh. <laughs> we get old and we get used to each other. <laughs> One of the truest things I've ever heard. Oh, God. <laughs> Happy birthday, princess. We get old and we get used to each other. We think alike. We read each other's minds. We know what the other wants without asking. That's what a girl always wants to hear. We get old. <laughs> we get used to each other. Sometimes we irritate each other a little bit. Maybe sometimes take each other for granted. But once in a while, like today, I meditate on it and realize how lucky I am to share my life with the greatest woman I ever met. You still fascinate and inspire me. You influence me for the better. You're the object of my desire. The number one earthly reason for my existence. I love you very much. Happy birthday, Princess John. I don't think uh I think he was a romantic. <laughs> I, I think that's about as romantic as you can get from him. Hey baby, sometimes we rub each other's corns and bunions. This might be good. Jimi Hendrix to unidentified girlfriend. <laughs> Oh man, I don't like this one. Look at stars. Just what I know about rock stars in the sixties and seventies. I don't like it. Starts with little girl. Oh, happiness is within you. So unlock the chains from your heart and let yourself grow like the sweet flower you are. I know the answer. Just spread your wings and set yourself free. Love to you forever, Jimi Hendrix. Do you think there was like some like acid like folded up into the letter two acid like lick the paper? Elizabeth Taylor to Richard Burton, written shortly before their first divorce. First divorce. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm married a couple times. My darling, my still, my husband, I wish I could tell you of my love for you, of my fear, my delight, my pure animal pleasure of you, with you, my jealousy, my pride, my anger at you at times. Most of all, my love for you and whatever love you can dole out to me. I wish I could write about it, but I can't. I can only boil and bubble inside and hope you understand how I really feel. Anyway, I lust thee, your still wife. P.S. Oh, love, let us never take each other for granted again. 
PPS. Oh, wrap it up. How about that? Ten years. <laughs> yeah. That's good. She's still, uh, she lust. She's lusting for, for, I think she just like that dick. Yeah. I think he had a big old fat dick. And she uh, just really liked that dick. Uh, sometimes you- That one those hogs you on get, him. You, you get a little dickmatized, <laughs> you know? You, you don't want the man because he's a piece of shit, but that dick, no. How about that big old dick? Get dick drunk. That hot dog and dick. <laughs> Get dick drunk, boy. You go in there and you see that thing slapping them knees. And you're like, oh my gosh, to get me some of that dick. Need me some of that dick. I need some of that dick. You're gross. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Richard Burton to Elizabeth Taylor, written after their first divorce. Oh, oh, after? <laughs> after. After. This can go a number of ways. Baby, you want this dick? Then <laughs> <laughs> they'll start like that. It should. You're off, by God. I can barely believe it since I am so unaccustomed. I thought I said uncircumcised. <laughs> oh, that nasty. I am so unaccustomed to anybody leaving me. <laughs> Dumped his ass. But reflectively, I wonder why nobody did so before. All I care about, honest to God, is that you are happy, and I don't much care who you'll find happiness with. I mean, as long as he's a friendly bloke and treats you nice and kind. If he doesn't, I'll come at him with a hammer and clinker. <laughs> clinker? <laughs> the clinker? Which was the... I know what the hammer is, but what's the clinker? The, the hammer's that dick. <laughs> Go get in that dick there, boy. He just keeps on turning more and more into, like, forced gumbo. <laughs> Jenny wants somebody's dick. Jenny wants some dick. <laughs> God's eye may be on the sparrow, but my eye will always be on you. Never forget your strange virtues. Never forget that underneath that veneer of raucous language is a remarkable and puritanical lady. I don't want a puritanical lady. <laughs> Try and look after yourself. Much love. Big dick rich. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that makes me so happy just to think that he had a big old hog on him. He had one of the Mer Milton Burrow hogs. <laughs> One of them fucking things are like, ooh, are you born next to a nuclear facility? What the fuck's wrong with you? How can you walk with that thing? That is an impediment at this point. President Ronald Reagan to First Lady Nancy Reagan. That's going to be steamy. She was the throat goat, by the way. I don't know. Look it up. Look, If you don't know, just Google Nancy Reagan throat goat, <laughs> yeah. and you'll be introduced to some fun stories about Nancy Reagan in her uh, Hollywood days. Oh, wow. Miss Wholesome was... Uh, Glizzy, glizzy. She was one of them. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> Thanks for the glizzy. Thanks for the glizzy. Aboard Air Force One, March 4th, 1983. Oh, very presidential. Dear First Lady. You want somebody to deck? <laughs> I know tradition has it that on this morning I place happy anniversary cards on your breakfast tray, but things are somewhat mixed up. I substituted a gift and delivered it a few weeks ago. Still, this is the day, the day that marks 31 years of m such happiness as comes to few men. I told you once that it was like an adolescent's dream of what may... Oh, my God, you're just wow. as boring in fucking letters as you are in real life, you dickhead. Fucking stupid. It, it ends I, boringly. It ends with... I was going to say, I, you did like three scrolls on that. It just keeps fucking going. Well, that's it. Well, we can't end it on that. You know we got to end it on, don't you? Yeah. I mean, it, none of these are going to ever... Nothing's going to, to top no. the tops. From now on, for starters, <laughs> we do James Joyce letters. James Joyce love letters. I'll put love letters. Maybe it'll be a little more romantic. We get some um, more... We, we, this is a highbrow episode, obviously. I'm sure. Is it a, like a Renaissance episode? Renaissance? What the fuck are you talking about? 
Get your whore mouth. Go get the dick. <laughs> Who wants some of that there dick? dick. <laughs> I think it's like almost like mid-choke in the word dick. <laughs> like, dick, dick. Big Richie Burton with that big old hog on him. They don't let him ride the teeter-totters. It, it goes is. boom and the kids go flying. He is the teeter-totter. My love for you allows me to pray to the spirit of eternal beauty and tenderness mirrored in your eyes or to fling you down under me on that soft belly of yours and fuck you up behind like a hog riding a sow, glorying in the open shame of your upturned dress and white girlish drawers and in the confusion of your flushed cheeks and tangled hair. God, yes, yes. Why is it written so well? Why is smut written so well? Motherfuck, if he had an erotic novel, I would be an erotic novel fan, because that is good. The last drops of seed has hardly been scor- <laughs> I feel like I've read them all, but then I come across these that I have not read. We only read the fart ones, I think. How many are there? There's a good bit. <sighs> all right, calm yourself. The last seed. The last drop of seed has hardly been squirted up your cunt before it is over and my true love for you, the love of my verses, the love of my eyes for your strange luring eyes, comes blowing over my soul like a wind of spices. He ends it so gracefully. But that... He, he started hard. Yeah, he did. He yeah. came in hard on that one. He started real hard. Mm. Finished soft. <laughs> <laughs> Nora. My faithful darling. I bet she hates that. If she knew the internet was ever going to be a thing, I bet she hates that her name was Nora. <laughs> oh, then that's what she hates. Well, she doesn't hate the fact that he's talking about wanting to, like, fight in her. Well, if her name was, like, Tiffany or something, like, you could, there's a lot of Tiffany's. Yeah. I can't even have been that many Noras <laughs> yeah. in history. I don't know. Nora, my faithful darling, my sweet-eyed blackguard schoolgirl, be my whore. Be my... <laughs> Be my whore, my mistress. As much as you like, my little friggin' mistress, my little fucking whore. You are always my beautiful wildflower of the hedges, my dark blue rain dredged flower. I think he wrote like that so he could say the most fucked up shit, and then he ends it with that. So it's just like, aww. <laughs> it's like a weird compliment sandwich. <laughs> it's a cream filled sandwich. <laughs> Perhaps the horn I had was not big enough for you, for I remember that you bent down to my face and murmured tenderly, Fuck up, love. Fuck up, love. He had he had a complex about his wiener size. He ain't no Richard Burton, that's for sure. <laughs> Even back then they were complaining like, Use more of your hips! <laughs> Little skinny legs. <laughs> and this fucking big eye patch. <laughs> Tries, it's probably from the tries, it's probably from the fucking internal stink guy he got. <laughs> the pink eye. <laughs> There's no way he, he never got pink eye. <laughs> so much pink eye. <laughs> That's really why he went blind and shit. I send you a little banknote and hope you may be able to buy a pretty frilly pair of drawers, at least for yourself, out of it and will send you more when I am paid again. He's also getting underpants. Ooh. 1920s drawers. <laughs> oh, I just got rejected by Bodega Magazine. Oh, It was a terrible story anyway, but I got rejected. I've been waiting for them to reject me for fucking over a year now. Okay. Where was I? The smallest things give me a great cox. What does that mean? 
<laughs> the smallest things give me a great cock stand. <laughs> a whorish movement of your mouth. A little... <laughs> I'm not kink shaming you, James Joyce, but goddamn, this next line's gross. The smallest things give me a great cock stand, a whorish movement, a whorish movement of your mouth, a little brown, st- a little brown stain on the seat of your white drawers. <laughs> He's buying her so many underwear. He's in the cat. He's in the cat. He's the poopy. A little brown stain on the seat of your white drawers. A sudden dirty word spluttered out by your wet lips. A sudden immodest noise made by your behind. And then a... (laughs) Sorry. A sudden immodest noise made by your behind. (laughs) (laughs) So hard. Keep reading this. Okay. A sudden dry word spluttered out by your wet lips. A sudden immodest noise made by your behind. And then a bad smell. <laughs> and then a bad smell slowly curling up out of your backside. <laughs> what the fuck? I, feel, I thought we read them all, but we definitely didn't read these. <laughs> no, no, this isn't familiar at all. We did like three episodes on this. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the good what would be a good thing is getting like uh seeing if you can find like like a, even just like a robotic reading of these and so you don't have to try to read we can just play them and just listen to them Those shitty robotic voices <sighs> I want Stephen Hawking doing it <laughs> could you imagine Stephen Hawking just a sudden and modest noise made by your behind it <laughs> okay um you know what I like is a lot of people if they listen through the beginning, they're like, oh, it's fucking boring, wholesome, boring. And then we get to Richard Burton, and it goes downhill hard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, God. We're only at number seven. How many are there? Thirteen. Oh, wow. At such moments, I feel mad to do it in some filthy way. To feel your hot, lecherous lips sucking away at me. To fuck between your two rosy-tipped bubbies. To come on your face and squirt it over your hot cheeks and eyes. To stick it up between the cheeks of your romp and bugger you. That's butt sex. Yeah. yeah. That's what they say for buggering. Uh, it, now, this is a classic. I don't know if I've ever got through this in one go, but this isn't the whole thing, so this should be... I, I might be able to get it. At every fuck I gave you, your shameless tongue come bursting out through your lips, and if I gave you a bigger, stronger fuck than usual, fat, dirty farts came spluttering out of your backside. So it didn't go into the... Uh, it does. Number nine. They broke it up. You had an... <laughs> you had an arse full of farts that night, darling, and I... remember this one? <laughs> you had an arse full of farts that night, darling, and I fucked them out of you. Oh no, I lost the purse. <laughs> and I fucked them out of you, big fat fellows, long windy ones, quick little merry cracks, and a lot of tiny little naughty farties ending in a long gush from your hole. Could you just imagine like going up to somebody at like the bar or something and be like, Ice cream, ma'am, do you eat? 
We have a lot of farts in your bum. Well, I, I just want them because you did. I can fuck them out of you if you if you like. That works. So remember how we discussed pink eye? Yeah. I hope Nora will let off no end of her farts in my face so that I may know their smell also. Yeah, the farts in the face. He is gross. He loved his uh, his stuff there. He loved his Nora. So these last ones we did read before, but uh, I'm going to read them again yeah. anyway. Sometime, too, I shall surprise you asleep. Lift up your skirts and open your hot drawers gently. <laughs> and then lie down gently by you and begin to lick lazily around your bush. <laughs> you will begin to stir uneasily. And then I will lick the lips of my darling's cunt. You will begin to groan and grunt and sigh and fart with lust in your sleep. Then I will lick up faster and faster like a ravenous dog until your cunt is a mass of slime and your body wriggling wildly. Why is he throwing farts in there? Do you think she was into that or she just hammering him? Oh, I'm probably here. Well, I mean, imagine trying to have to keep up with what he wants. Like, uh, what? Is, how much beans are you eating? Yeah. Fuck me if you can, squatting in the closet. <laughs> with your claws up, grunting like a young sow doing her dung. And a big, fat, dirty, snaking thing coming slowly out of your backside. So those are just, like, expert, or excerpts. They're not full, because, like... No, these are just little chunks. Because we've... Little nuggets. Little nuggets. Because <laughs> we, we've we read some that are, like, pretty, like, these, like, these are, like, long letters. Yes, they, they were long. Very well written. So this is the last one. It just simply says, Darling, do not be offended at what I wrote. <laughs> 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 that almost made, that almost makes me think of like she was not into any of it at all. Like, she was reading each one of those letters, like my fucking god, like like just like I'm gonna I'm gonna leave before he makes it back home. <laughs> I just like we never got the other side of the letters. <laughs> I always wanted her side. What if it was just like yeah, that's cool and all, but um, maybe I could use the money on something other than underpants. I, I like to think that she never responded. <laughs> he she just he's just constantly sending her letters with no response. There was a no Nora. Yeah. So anyway, folks, I still think you should take some of those, put them off to the side, and for your next anniversary, write a couple of those in the card, and just, you know, give it to the, give it to Mindy just to see her. Uh, oh, dearest Mindy, <laughs> snaking dirty trouser snake. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> A wriggling black mass that comes out of your bum. <laughs> Let me hear the soft wind that gushes from your cavernous hole. So anyway, if you like this kind of episode, oh don't God, tell why? us because we don't want to know what kind of person you are. You can check us out at DPW Podcast on a bunch of stuff on social media. Just look it up. Uh, Spencer, I don't even remember what your OnlyFans is today. You had a it's bunch. Been like, it's been a couple. Uh, the Marvelous Miss Maisel Church. That's probably not <laughs> it. No. Uh, and you can check me out at calebjamesk.com. Stick around after the outro music because I will tack on. May, I don't know if the whole 15 minutes of that last shitty episode, but definitely there's some gonna, of the funnier. There's going to be a good chunk of it on there. Some of it is just all one big outtake. So anyway, uh, yeah. Sorry about that episode. <laughs> yeah, next time we might do better. Probably not.
You got to cut that out. <laughs> All right. You are listening to the Drunken Penwriting Podcast. Here are your hosts, Caleb James. <laughs> I can't do this. Let me do it again. All right. <clears throat> okay. You are listening to the Drunken Penwriting Podcast. Here are your hosts, Caleb James and Spencer, the space walking spotted salamander. What? <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. Oh. You gotta, you gotta cut it, man. You gotta cut it. Just keep going. I'll cut it out eventually. Is that good? No. No, not at all. You said something about a salamander? A space walking spotted salamander? Yes. That was it. Oh, she doesn't get the bit. I told her it has to be a city, but she's you're spacewalking. Okay, well, um, I gotta think about it now. I had that all planned out good. I thought it was a good one, huh? It was uh, very interesting. Okay. You you can go with that. Just do it better. You are listening to the Drunken Penwriting Podcast. Here are your hosts, Caleb James and Spencer, the San Francisco... Sea otter. <laughs> that was oddly closer. Sea otter. <laughs> I, I, I'm not made for this. I'm not made for it. I don't know what you want me to tell you. You need to have it written first. You know, she, needs, just... she needs a script. She can't I, have it. I, don't, I think you're going to have to just, just... Just another day for this, all right? I think it's... You are listening to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me today, Spencer, the Sudanese sap sucker church. <laughs> Why was that so much easier? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, at this point in the podcast, I don't know if I'm gonna. Why am I so fucking loud again? At this point in the podcast, I don't know if I'm going to have it as the actual intro and then I do a better intro or if I'm just going to have it as the outtakes at the end. But my wife really wanted to be a part of the show and she read our spoiler warning for the Becoming the Boogeyman episode and I forgot to put it in. Maybe you should throw that in too. Just throw that in the beginning. Spoiler alert for a book we're not talking about today. No, but in the end, in the end with the other stuff. Yeah, what the fuck? Ever. Hey, Caleb, you wanted to see me? Ah, Spencer, my good fellow. I've been expecting you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so did you want something or... Want? Goodness, no. Require. Require? Yes. I require your services for the briefest of moments. Okay. Surely you can see the predicament I'm in. Well, actually, no, I can't. I lost my glasses at the pub last night. A pub, you say? Surely you can't be serious. As serious as a fart during a recto, because I am. And stop calling me Shirley. Rightio. Anyway, if your spectacles were affixed upon your face, you'd see that I, the host of the most prodigious writing and books podcast in the business, has been immobilized by a rather substantial stack of fallen folios. What? 
My to-read pile finally fell on me while I was taking a nap. But you're on a podcast table. I hardly see how that matters. And you're naked. I hardly see how that matters. Dude, your hairy ass is touching my drink coaster. I hardly see how that matters. It matters to me. Can you just unbury me? No way. Your reckless reading got you into this mess. Blockhead! Wait! Don't go! There's a copy of War and Peace wedged in my taint! Spencer! Can you at least leave me a bottle of whiskey? Hello? Can't get enough drunken nonsense? Listen to new episodes of the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast every Tuesday wherever you get your pods.